This is a Stand Up Labs production, powered by digital media. It is the first week of the Donald J. Trump presidency, and that is what we are talking about. We go from inauguration through the rest of the week, the executive orders, all the bullshit, the alternative facts, which makes me want to blow my brains out. Joey, I think pretty good episode. Great episode. Sean Spicer heavy, Kellyanne Conway heavy, and a lot of 1984. Stick around. It's a good one. This is the Mandatory Samson Podcast, coming to you from New York City. Yeah. Chris Flannery, Joey Noe. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the program, everyone, and thanks for joining us today. All we're talking about today is the first week under President Donald Trump. Joey, I got to say, there isn't really much else to talk about, is there? No, it's been a it's been a week. <laughs> yeah, it's been a week. Yeah, that's... I wrote this down because we're mm-hmm. going to get into, I mean, we're basically, here's what we're going to do. Yeah. We're going to go from Inauguration Day speech, mm-hmm. CIA speech, Sean Spicer, that speech, garbage, just everything, the yeah. actions. We're just going to go through the week. All right. Because there's, I don't really, see, obviously there's some other things going on, which I've bookmarked and we can get into them next episode or whatever, but there's too much going on and that's intentional. All right. Yeah. So I wrote it. Th- this is what I wrote, just as like a little bit of an intro to the show, and then we're you know we're gonna give our thoughts about everything. We're gonna play clips. Go ahead. All right. Before you do that, I also wrote something too. You want me to do mine after yours? You want to space it out? <laughs> what do you? I don't know. What do you? What do, what do you mean? What we're do gonna you space it out. All right. We'll space it out. You space let me know out. when you want to say it. Okay. I wrote. If things feel different, it's because it is different, right? The rundown for this show is tough to put together this week, just due to the sheer volume of stuff put out by the administration. That's not an accident. They are going to try to overwhelm the media and the citizenry till we miss something or lose interest. Vigilance here is key. And don't be hyperbolic. We talked about it. Mm-hmm. As promised, there's already plenty plenty to legitimately criticize. So that's why I was saying that all along. Doesn't mean, well, we're going to, you know, let's wait and see. No, there's going to be a lot of shit that we're going to definitely be able to criticize that's legitimate and you don't have to be hyperbolic about any of it you can just say exactly what it's going to do because it's going to be a problem we've already seen that to be the case they're going to put out a ton of things i mean they're going to try to sign as many orders and pass as many laws and change as many regulations and put out as many tweets and blah 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 blah, blah that people just you're going to miss something or you're going to go i don't even know what's going on and just gonna no, forget much. about it that's the worst thing we could possibly do so we're going to stay on top of it as much as possible, but I'm not going to lie to you. It was dizzying. It was overwhelming to try to put this rundown together because so much shit happened. And I don't think that pace is going to slow at all. No, it's not. What say what you're going to say. Okay. <clears throat> now I left. Oh, wait. Oh, wow. I did have another little okay, thing ahead, I wanted to ahead, mention there. So the, the antidote to all this stuff, the mm. anecdote to all of it, unwind corporate control, which we continue to talk about. That is still the problem. Mm-hmm. It's unwinding corporate control of our elections, our politics, our politicians, and stop. I think the key is going to be stop trying to convince people that are not on your side to be on your side. Forget it. The It's over. Gain more people. That's the only way you're going to do it. The Half the country doesn't vote. Get them. 
Mm-hmm. Stop trying to change the minds of people that think that this is a good idea, that think that Trump should be the president. They're gone. Forget it. Because facts don't exist anymore. Not reality, observable reality is Watching barely facts. Yeah, we're going to get into that. Believe me. Forget it. Forget they're done. They're, they're a lost cause. Okay. That's the, they're, they're out of the way. Get more people. That's it. That's the only way we're going to combat this. All right. Now, as you know, the the Trump presidency has had some issues in speeches where they lifted several things. So I lifted something, and I'm going to read it to you now. Sure. The superstate and its residents dictated to a political regime named English socialism, sh- shortened to ink speak in your Wait speech. a minute. This, the government's invented is... language. The superstate is under the control of the privileged elite of the inner party. A party in government that prosecutes individualism and independent thinking as thought crime, which is then enforced by the thought police. Yeah, that sounds familiar. I feel like it's Orwell. Yeah, it is. Orwellian, certainly. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's from 1984. I don't yes, know. Yes, exactly. It's, by the way, 1984, most sold book on Amazon this week. No shit. Yeah, because people are like, because I guarantee there's a lot of people that just didn't read 1984, but they've always heard, oh, it's very Orwellian, <laughs> 1984. But- make no mistake that is what is happening here when you have you mentioned sean spicer with the alternate facts thing alternative facts i don't want to get into that but that's part of it yeah banning the epa from putting out updates on social media that's 1984 like all of this is very real all right like i'm not being hyperbot don't don't get it twisted this is really happening it's happening so we're gonna get into all of it, but the Sean Spicer thing, believe I mean my head exploded. I mean, I I Yeah. We're gonna get into it. Before we get into anything, I wanna mention this just off the top of the show, because it's uh-huh. like news that I saw t- today. Today. The foremost senior members of the State Department senior management resigned today. No shit. The top four people, the most senior people at the State Department resigned today. Said goodbye. Walk Bye. Out. We don't wanna be we're not we're leaving. We're not gonna be a part of this. Uh it's very, very difficult to replace people at the State Department that have been there for nine, ten years. Mm-hmm. There's nobody else that, that really could replace them in that way. It's not going to be easy to replace them. And it reminds me of the Bush administration around 9-11 when you had these people at the CIA pleading with him and going apoplectic that he wouldn't listen to, hey, something's going to happen. Bin Laden is determined to strike in the U.S. Read the memos. Take it seriously. It's on your desk. This is real. No, they don't take it seriously. These people wanted to resign, and in some cases they did, but for the majority of them, they considered resigning, but they were like, there's nobody to replace us. We have to stay here. Mm -hmm. But they wanted to resign because they're like, something is going to happen and it is not going to be on our watch. We're telling them the problems and they're not listening. It's very similar. It's very similar. And then people are not in place in the Trump administration. Forget the people that need to be nominated and confirmed uh-huh. because that's happening and it's happening at a, you know, a reasonable pace, I guess. Uh, even though there are legitimate concerns about these people and a lot of them shouldn't be confirmed, but they will be. Mm-hmm. People that are just rank and file people that handle day-to-day operations are not in place. And that's why you see some of these weird actions going through. You go, "Wow, why is that the first thing he did on on day 1?" Because people that know how to get access mm-hmm. are able to do it and get their like pet projects through because there's no gatekeepers there's nobody there they're not running the administration this is not bullshit like i want that to be very clear off the top and it's not sour grapes and it's not oh i wish it was hillary although 
I wish it was Hillary. Hillary. <laughs> She's not the solution to the problem either. And let's keep that in mind. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's why I say the thing about unwind corporate influence and all that stuff. Hillary was not going to do that, but Hillary wasn't going to kill all of us. The doomsday clock would not be at two and a half minutes to midnight. It'd probably still be at three minutes like it was under yeah. Obama. So I have a question about logistics. Okay. Trump put in place a federal hiring freeze. If right. people leave that post, yeah. he can't hire more people to replace them? How, like... Uh, it's an interesting question. I'm not, I don't know. Okay. I guess, yeah. Because he because he enforced that himself, so... Right. Yes, you're... It's <laughs> it's possible. Sure. I don't know. Oh, That's God. a good question. I, I Who knows who has that answer? Before... All right. And now, final thing before we get into it, because I uh-huh. figure we might as well bring it up. The Women's March, which obviously you saw... I saw it live. Yeah, I was watching it. And I just want to say something. Have an experience in television. We all know about the delay. I don't understand how MSNBC and Fox and everyone got short-sighted by Madonna. This is Madonna. Everybody knows who Madonna is. She's always said flammatory stuff. Wouldn't you make sure you have a delay? Uh yeah, I mean I guess they probably yeah, I they should have had one, I guess, uh-huh. right? But but also, fuck it. You know, let Madonna say whatever she wants. Stop it. You're going to be there live. It's a political protest. What do you think? She's just going to be like, you know, very sweet and polite. That's not Madonna. That's not what she does. Now, without getting into the, the specifics of it, mm-hmm. even though we brought up Madonna, that's fine. I want to make this point about the Women's March. It's great. It's a positive thing that you can get three whatever million people out there, two mm-hmm. and a half to three million people out to all rally around the same cause, at least, you know, idea of a cause. Yes. The problem for me is... There wasn't a specific cause. All right. And I'm not criticizing that they should definitely go out protest again. It's a net. It's a positive thing. That you can get that many people so, out there. So against Trump wasn't enough as a, of a well, cause. Is that what it was against Trump? What against Trump? What, what do you want done here? It's against, um, get it taking away reproductive right. Yeah. I am with you on all, all the things that were mentioned. I go, good. Yeah. Those are valid mm-hmm. concerns. The problem for me is what do you want done though? Right. Okay. Like, but okay, I'm glad that people went out there. And I tweeted the next time you get this many people out there, November 3rd, 2020. That's what I want to see. Mm-hmm. Get more people involved because then we wouldn't even have to deal with this to begin with. Part of the issue, though, I have with the Women's March is a lot of the people that are out there mm-hmm. supported Hillary. Now, correct, you should support Hillary over Trump. There's no question about that. But, but make no mistake, Hillary Clinton is not the solution to the problem, which is why I mentioned that. Bernie would have been more, right? Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I believe that. I could be wrong, but that's what I believe. And people that are outside of the corporate infrastructure or whatever it is, you know, the corporate establishment, those that's who we need to be running the government at this point to really un, unwind all of this stuff that's been tangled up over the last 40 years. Hillary wasn't the solution, and it's frustrating to me a little bit to see people out there who supported her and somehow are like, you know, she would have been the answer. Mm-hmm. No, it's that's not how this that's not how this works. But yeah, I take Hillary definitely over Trump at this point. All right, now I have one question for you. There was one thing that bothered the hell out of me with okay. the Women's March. Did you hear about the pro life group that wasn't allowed to march? Um, I've heard about a few groups that weren't really allowed to be involved. Yeah. See, I, I, I feel that's such a double standard. If if if, if women want to hear the voices hood one group of them doesn't have the right to silence the other regardless of what that cause is that's the whole point of the march is it not yeah i i agree it's an interesting thing right uh because we saw it with trump voters 
uh, non-college educated white women voted for Trump. Yes. They're also women. <laughs> yes. So they're entitled to that voice, right? It's a, it's sort of this paradoxical thing where they're voting for somebody that's going to take rights away from them potentially, but they're women and they're exercising their voice and they can live whatever kind of life they want unless they don't agree with you know, the super liberal, you know what I mean? Yeah. Right. I, I, I hear you. Right. Yeah. I get it though. I mean, it's more, that's the thing. It's, is it really a woman? Meanwhile, but transgender groups, mm-hmm. LBGTQ groups. Yes are mad at a certain extent at the pussy hats that they were wearing because not all women have vaginas Mm. because if they're trans but do you understand but okay i get the point yeah but you're missing the point and this is what lost the election shit like this where it's like you're eating your own tail do you not think that the women walking around in washington dc with the fucking vagina hats are on your side Mm. you don't think they're on your side more than trump is on your side that's the problem that's the point like stop infighting with each other you have to accept that sometimes you can't include absolutely everybody there's a bigger purpose and i'm not yelling at transgender but you understand but it's that same idea where it's like you gotta we gotta include more people be more that's it and and we have to all stand for an actual thing otherwise you begin infighting and you let you know trump get elected yeah the disaster piece theater play out and that's what you got you know so that's my point about the the women's march. Yes. Again, please go protest. Go do what you want. That's great. Um, well, the on Facebook I've seen a few marches. The next big one I saw is coming up uh, is for tax day. It's idiocy. And them trying to get Trump to release his taxes. To me, it's idiocy. Idiocy. Too yeah. Late. What difference does it make at this? But I want to see them. They're going to come out. We're going to talk about it. WikiLeaks got involved. They're they're, they're going to get the taxes. Will come out. Okay. But it's too late. He's already the president. We mm-hmm. know that there's conflicts of interest. Then what are you going to do? You're going to see it. You're going to try to impeach him. You're going to impeach him. What happens? He either stays in office or Pence takes over. Do you think Pence is going to be better for you? Like, logic it out. What What are you doing the tax march for? That's okay. Nutty. You know, it just doesn't make sense. That's not the right thing yes to me it's not the right step no but okay but again you're entitled to do it and fine i'd rather you go do something than do nothing but i don't know so some of this stuff seems a little bit i don't know it it just doesn't seem like it's going to accomplish a hell of a lot Mm -hmm. other than to show hey we're all here and we don't want this you know it's good for the rest of the world to see that type of stuff which Mm -hmm. i don't know but okay but it's it's the first week so we'll see what happens it's only one week. Yeah. On Inauguration Day, Joey, we're going to get into it. Like I mentioned, we're going to go mm-hmm. right from the top and we're going to run through the, the the week. On Inauguration Day, 37% of Americans approved of Donald Trump, while 54% did not. All right. So keep that in mind. Again, and this is where the more people voted for Hillary thing comes into play. He won. All right. He won the Electoral College. He won the contest. He won. He's mm-hmm. the president. More people supported policies opposite of what he ran on though so keep that in mind Mm. as we go through the whole thing we're not outnumbered we're just outnumbered in different we got less people in the places we need them Mm -hmm. that's all move to fucking idaho idaho iowa if you want to make a difference stop mark go move somewhere go move to north dakota and vote 60 percent of americans said it's everyone for themselves, as opposed to 34% saying, we're all in this together. Ooh, that's not good. Yeah. Then that's according to a Fox News survey. So that's the morning of Inauguration Day. Mm-hmm. That's just the state of things 
to come. On January 20th. Yeah. This is Donald J. Trump being sworn in as the president of the United States of America, the 45th president. Mm -hmm. Please raise your right hand and repeat after me. I, Donald John Trump, do solemnly swear. I, Donald John Trump, do solemnly swear. That I will faithfully execute. That I will faithfully execute. The office of President of the United States. The office of President of the United States. And will, to the best of my ability. And will, to the best of my ability. Preserve, protect, and defend. Preserve, protect, and defend the Constitution of the United States. The Constitution of the United States. So help me God. So help me God. Congratulations, Mr. President. So now they shoot off cannons or whatever, (laughs) and Trump's the president. No. So we're going to listen to some of this speech. By the way, it reminded me... uh, there's Ivanka looking like just a very sexy chipmunk. We don't need side comments here. This is very she serious. She looks like Gadget from the Rescue Rangers, and I stand by that. Okay. Um, so Trump's the president then at this yes. point. It reminded me about the delay thing. He he did like a, a thing where he talked to troops in Afghanistan during the um, inaugural balls, yeah, and there was a yeah, 10 was second right, delay, and it was yeah, so didn't. uncomfortable. It made me so uncomfortable. Well, he'll learn how to deal with delays better. It takes He's, time. Whatever. Uh, all right. So now I'm going to skip ahead. I have a couple of portions of the speech that i'd like to listen to we can make some comments about i I just had a crazy thought back to the constitution thing the only person i would really trust to defend the constitution but god forgive me for saying this would have been ted cruz i just feel like he would understand he would understand it more than trump would yes he would i would take ted cruz i would yes okay um all right so here's we're gonna listen to a few clips from this this uh speech which i watched live of course yes i probably watched from about 11 30 till about 6 30 straight <laughs> not the coverage <laughs> not, yeah because okay. i can't I, you know i love it and also you can't turn away okay so th- here we go this is a very dark speech and let's listen to it we can make our comments when we want january 20th 2017 will be remembered as the day the people became the rulers of this nation again all right pause it did you see all the memes going around no. Apparently, this line was the same line Bane used in uh, the Batman movie. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Hey, that's, not, that's not that line, but he says it like, the people. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I did see that. Okay. It's actually pretty funny. Like somebody, I did see that one. People okay. put like overdubbed it. Yeah. He, he, yes, he took a line directly from The Dark Knight. The forgotten men and women of our country will be forgotten no longer. Everyone is listening to you now. You came by the tens of millions to become part of a historic movement, the likes of which the world has never seen before. Except like when Obama got elected. I mean, obviously mm-hmm. he didn't get as many votes as even Hillary Clinton did. So I don't know what he means by that. You know, like he, he, he less people are involved in this than were involved in even the person he defeated yes. this time. Well, let alone. If Trump says it, makes it true. Don't do that. We talked about this before the show. Okay. We're not being sarcastic today. Fine. We're not. Like, it doesn't make it true. That In normal circumstances, you say something like that, I go, uh, yeah. The problem is, that's what they're trying to do. They're trying to make it a situation where we said it, so it's true. That's not the case. It's not. And you have to fight back on 
all of it. When they lie, it's a fucking lie. We can't allow that. Mm-hmm. At the center of this movement is a crucial conviction that a nation exists to serve its citizens. Americans want great schools for their children, safe neighborhoods for their families, and good jobs for themselves. These are just and reasonable demands of righteous people and a righteous public. But for too many of our citizens, a different reality exists. Mothers and children trapped in poverty in our inner cities, rusted out factories scattered like tombstones across the landscape of our nation, an education system flush with cash, but which leaves our young and beautiful students deprived of all knowledge, and the crime and the gangs and the drugs that have stolen too many lives and robbed our country of so much unrealized potential. This American carnage stops right here and stops right now. A lot of white in that crowd, I'll tell you. Mm-hmm. Okay tepid response there Mm -hmm. and that's a dark picture of what america is tombstone you know rusted out factories Mm -hmm. dot the land like tombstones kids are deprived of all knowledge it's not saying there aren't issues but like american carnage i think is a far cry from the situation that we're american carnage the drugs the crime what are you talking about like it It sounds like a superb uh, supper bite. Yes, a sound bite for supper. Yes. Yes. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's extremely, but that's a very dark. It's a, b- a big contrast from the guy that just left. Yes, the hope and change guy, the guy that was like always positive. You know, uh, for the most part, the audacity of hope. Totally different tone, and that is what people were reacting to in part. But I think they made a massive, massive mistake because he's going to try to fix problems that don't exist. That's always an issue. That's mm-hmm. always an issue with right winger. They're trying to fix something that's not a problem. Then, then if it's not, they'll make it one, and then they'll fix that or whatever. You know, it's disaster capitalism. It's the shock doctrine. Doctrine. It reminds me of a documentary. Actually, mm-hmm. there's a book written by Naomi Klein, the shock doctrine, which explains how you never let a crisis go to waste. They're going to create crises, crises, and fix them. And fix them. You know, check out that documentary, the shock doctrine. It's very good. All right, next part of the goddamn speech. We assembled here today are issuing a new decree to be heard in every city, in every foreign capital, and in every hall of power. From this day forward, a new vision will govern our land. From this day forward, It's going to be only America first. America first. Every decision on trade, on taxes, on immigration, on foreign affairs will be made to benefit American workers and American families. 
We must protect our borders from the ravages of other countries making our products, stealing our companies, and destroying our jobs. Uh, Rachel Maddow pointed out mm-hmm. during the, you know, like during the coverage, that the America First thing harkened back to her, the American First Committee, which was in place during World War II or okay. before World War II. And it was about, uh, you know, a, a, a lot of like wealthy Americans getting together and being like, we should not get involved in the war uh in europe you know with the yeah. nazis and everything because it doesn't help you know it should just be about america we should close off let them figure it out and they didn't lose that argument until pearl harbor that's what this sounds like to me you know what i mean then and, and that's what that was what her point was now i get that that's part of his thing of like let's make america great again and all the shit but it's sort of this coded thing of like they're on their own you know and that's what he said America first. We, we, everybody else can go do their own thing, but we're going to handle our own business. That's interesting, but it's problematic because what happens when you have the rise of the right-wing populism that's going across Europe? Shit happens. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then, what, we're just going to pretend that it's not happening unless we really get touched by it? No, we, just, we don't pretend it's not happening. We don't react to it. Well, yeah, or we kind of tacitly support it by not being involved. That's part of the, part of the, the situation that we're in. Next bit of, uh, oh, I fucking got it. Here's the next clip. We have two more clips of this and then, um, we'll get onto some other stuff. Cause out of this mm-hmm. came the first real, dare I say, controversy of the Trump administration about crowd size. Yes. We'll get into that in a little bit. We will reinforce old alliances and form new ones and unite the civilized world against radical Islamic terrorism which we will eradicate completely from the face of the earth. How? Uh, okay. Well, just how? Well, that's the thing. There's a lot of people in his base that love that, that he said radical Islamic terrorism. There he's being very specific. He wasn't just saying terrorists or whatever. Yeah. He said radical Islam. Yeah, you, you tell him, Donald. Eradicate from the face of the earth is a scary thing coming out of that guy's mouth because how do you do that? You're going to invade more countries? What are we going to do? Mm-hmm. What are we actually going to do? Because radical Islamic terrorism is not a country. We've had this situation. We've yes. had this argument before under Bush. And it seems like this guy is probably way more reckless than even that administration was. What are you going to do? And he reiterates that to the CIA speech, which we're going to listen to in a little while. Another point I was thinking about when I heard this, mm-hmm. it annoyed me. All the people that voted for Trump support that type of thing. Go and kill all these terrorists, which forget whether it's possible or not Mm -hmm. they support that it's interesting that the states that voted for trump terrorists have no fucking interest in going after the places that the terrorists would come after theoretically in america new york cities california real cities where liberals live these people that want us to go after terrorists and think it's such a problem they're not coming to oklahoma they're not going to crash a fucking plane into alabama they're just not. So they're sitting in the middle of the country. They're all upset about terrorism. Meanwhile, we're the ones that are going to fucking feel the brunt of anything that actually goes on. They're not trying to attack you. No, not at all. Right? So what the fuck is going on there? This is the stupid country we live in, the dumb world we live in. Confused thinking? Well, yeah, it's just completely, they have no idea. They just hear a thing and they go, yeah, I feel left out. Let's go kill some fucking Muslims. Like, what are you talking about? You have no idea what's going on. It doesn't even affect you. It's never going to touch you terrorism what, what are they gonna do do you understand I, 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 my point i understand your point i i, I got no 
Yeah, I'm not well, follow you on that. Well, it's infuriating because this is what this is what we're dealing with. America is united. America is totally unstoppable. When America is united. Mm-hmm. There should be no fear. We are protected, and we will always be protected. We will be protected by the great men and women of our military and law enforcement. And most importantly, we will be protected by God. No. Yep, that's dangerous. No, now, no, 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 no. I'm looking at the video. No. All right, he says that. Louis Gohmert, who is a congressman from Texas, he might be one of the dumbest people I've ever heard, not even just in politics, one of the dumbest people. He doesn't stand for the military. He doesn't stand for the law enforcement. He doesn't. When he says God, God, oh, he stands up. Oh, oh he's on yes, his feet. Oh, yes, I believe in imaginary uh, deity. Great. That's dangerous, too. We've talked about Mike Pompeo at CIA. Yes. He really does believe in Jesus. He really thinks that's a real person that's going to come back eventually. And this is a holy war. Like, listen to this shit. This is day fucking one. This is minute 10. He's talking about this. It's it's dangerous. And we just allowed it to happen. This is the final clip. Uh, What? Oh, I thought I put minute 1770. I was like, that's not a time. All right, here we go. This is the last clip. This is like the closing of his Mm -hmm. speech. Then we're going to we'll get on to some of the other stuff. So to all Americans in every city, near and far, small and large, from mountain to mountain, from ocean to ocean, hear these words. You will never be ignored again. Unless you live in the liberal states, then go fuck your mom. Your voice, your hopes, and your dreams will define our American destiny. And your courage and goodness and love will forever guide us along the way. Together, we will make America strong again. We will make America wealthy again. We will make America proud again. We will make America safe again. And yes, together, we will make America great again. Thank you, God bless you, and God bless America. We know that line, great again. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Donald. Meanwhile, America. can I just say this? A lot of the uh, the hats the people are wearing there, they mm-hmm. they bought them, you know, there. I know what you're gonna say. What was I? What was I gonna say? You say they're made in China. Yeah, Vietnam, yeah. different places. All the yeah, other countries because it's more cost effective. Sure. Yeah, yeah so we're going to make America money. great again. Yeah, Just yeah, be yeah. quiet. But don't say, you know, we have the hat made in fucking Vietnam. So. Yeah, you're going to have children with the hat. That's what you get when you win a war. <laughs> uh, sorry, we didn't We didn't win the Vietnam War. <laughs> we we won't win under Donald Trump. Okay. Uh, okay, so that's be- thoughts on the speech there? Very dark. I don't know why he chose to go so dark. Because though. the base of people that he's talking to are not informed about what's going on and it and sounds good they are scared <laughs> and he's trying to continue to scare them because that's what works that's what ke- keeps him in office that's what gets him elected uh, the uh it's, and it also gives uh, you carte blanche to kind of do what you want then when people are fearful it, it just scares the shit on me that 10 minutes into the presidency he's already trying to cause a holy war Oh, I've got, please. Ten minutes yeah. in. Uh, no, of course. I mean, the first week, it's already very clear that there's no question that we're going to be at a war. We will be in the Middle East at some point doing something. Oh. Uh, American carnage. I mean, American carnage. Do you feel like we live in a a place that you would describe as carnage? No. No, I don't think so. 
And even if you could, why would you take that tone? Who are you talking to? Now you're talking to the whole country. You're not talking to your base of people anymore. You're talking to everybody. You he doesn't to... realize he's talking to everybody. He fucking knows exactly what he's doing. Okay. As far as that shit's concerned, he knows. Uh, like I mentioned later, Trump attended inaugural balls, dancing with new first lady Melania Trump to Frank Sinatra's My Way and doing a very awkward Q&A with troops in Afghanistan. I was going to play the clip, but whatever. That's not necessary. Uh, one of the big issues, Joey, that arose from the inauguration, crowd size. Now, uh-huh. here are the numbers, crowd size. Barack Obama's 2009 inauguration, 1.8 million people. Who's giving us these numbers now? They're just not their numbers. Okay. Uh, you know, I got them from, I'd have to look, you have the links, open it. I don't know. It's okay. I, don't worry about it. But they're like official numbers. Yes, from like yeah, the parks yeah, yeah. people and Metro, you know, it's like they're, they're real numbers. We well, got really mad at this. Well, okay. Well, all right. 1 million in 2013, mm-hmm. all right? Bush, W. Bush, had 300,000 in 2001 mm-hmm. and 400,000 in 2005. Now, point, let's make this point. Democrats have an advantage because there's more liberal states and more, you know, Democratic-leaning places right around D.C. So, you that know, helps. not necessarily, right. So maybe Bush is getting inaugurated. People are just going to leave Texas and come to, okay, so fine. You can under, you can make a little allowance there. But whatever, 1.8 million for Obama, 400,000 for Bush, Clinton, 800,000 in 1993, and then 250,000 in 1997, all right? Okay. Security plan for 800,000 to 900,000 for Trump. All right. All right? You can see, though, watching, and I'm telling you, I watched it all day. There's side-by-side pictures. There's just objectively less people for Trump's inauguration than there was for Obama's inauguration yeah the picture is obvious now the picture that you can really tell from is the picture from the back looking towards the capitol mm-hmm. because if you look from the capitol out you can't see the spaces you just see people but yes. when you look from behind it and aerial yeah you can clearly see that there's less people there it is indisputable fact there's less people there i watched the fucking uh coverage all day yeah and i brought a time-lapse video on the mall of oh, people wow. showing up, which we can look at now. Come over here, Joey. You could take a look oh, at it quick. Okay, hold on. And you could talk into my microphone. This is available very easily if you just Google inauguration, you know, 20, uh, what year is it? 2016 uh, time lapse. It's 53 seconds. All right. I'm going right, to play fine. it. You look at it, Joey. You tell me. Now, am I crazy? Because people are like, they doctored the footage. No, they didn't fucking doctor the footage. It starts in darkness and then goes all day to the point of when the speech starts. Yeah. Now we're watching. It's filling up, but there's no way that this is edited. It's 50 seconds, so if we're not talking for a second, that's why. We're just watching it. It it virtually never gets more than half full. Right, and 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 okay, so what? Nobody's saying anything about that, but then the, the Trump administration... Really got upset about this. But meanwhile, you're watching them all fill up. It's a lot of people. It's not a record-breaking crowd, though. But this is a video. Yeah. Okay. And then, then they zoom in and they go, okay, here's the, uh, you know, here's when the speech starts. Oh, he's pissed. Okay. Insane. So we have a video of it, which I just played. Now we move on to the next section. CIA. Of our... No, we're going to get into the... Uh, Sean Spicer. Oh, okay. Kellyanne Conway stuff, because this is infuriating. Now, this is a four-minute clip. 
We're going to stop it. Whatever. This is Sean Spicer, the brand new White House press secretary, giving his first press briefing. Okay? And you tell me what we did to deserve deserve (laughs) this. Why is this happening? And I've also written down lies that he's about to say in this video. Okay? And then we have a Kellyanne Conway clip who's like a Trump Trump chief advisor. She ran the campaign uh, on Meet the Press, which I thought was a good thing done by chuck todd during that interview so these are the things we're going to play right now okay and the it's not what they're litigating is not that important what all right the crowd say it doesn't really matter that much the problem is if they're going to lie outright about things that don't matter that much what are they going to do about things that do matter you never hear it a time when our nation and the world was watching the peaceful transition of power And as the president said, the transition and the balance of power from Washington to the citizens of the United States, some members of the media were engaged in deliberately false reporting. For all the talk about the proper use of Twitter, two instances yesterday stand out. One was a particularly egregious example in which a reporter falsely tweeted out that the bust of Martin Luther King Jr. had been removed from the Oval Office. After it was pointed out that this was just plain wrong, the reporter casually reported and cl- tweeted out and tried to claim that a Secret Service must, agent must have just been standing in front of it. This was irresponsible and reckless. Yes, I would, I would say that that is reckless. I get it. And the reporter is wrong for doing it, and he retracted it. Now, let me say this. Mm-hmm. The reason why this has become a fucking story and a thing that they want to talk about is because people who are conservative that are listening to this podcast and probably you know people that have been paying attention will have heard that Obama removed a bust of Winston Churchill oh, no. from the Oval Office when he became president and fucking th- sent it back to England. That's what they said. He, they returned it. Uh-huh. Uh, actually, what happened was he took the bust, bust of Churchill and moved it to the White House residence, uh-huh. okay, where he lives. So I could look at it every day? Yeah, well, okay, so he moved it there. He didn't send it back. He moved it. And then he replaced it with the bust of Martin Luther King and Abraham Lincoln, Okay. He didn't get rid of it. So that's a bullshit uh-huh. that's been out there about Obama this whole time, which that is true, what I just said. There Now this asshole is going to... It is unconscionable that they would do that. Okay. But all right. But you know what? But he's right. It is, it's bad reporting. It's mm-hmm. wrong. Don't do that. Stop being hyperbolic. Don't jump to shit. There's going to be plenty of stuff to talk about. Right? That's yes. my point. It does us no good to make stuff up or lie. You don't have to. There's going to be plenty you can talk about. But my point being, shit about Obama and a bust in the White House has been talked about incorrectly for eight years. But this, okay, day one, we're upset. But here we go. Secondly, photographs of the inaugural proceedings were intentionally framed in a way, in one particular tweet, to minimize the enormous support that had gathered on the National Mall. What he's referring to is the shot from the back of like facing yeah. the Capitol where you can actually tell how many people are there, not the one from the front facing outwards. You see everybody towards the Washington Monument. Yeah, well, because you can't. That's ridiculous. The angle's not the same. So it seems like more people. Fear of view is a tricky thing. In photography. Uh, absolutely. But that. OK, so he's saying that the media generally tricked you. Yes. Fuck you. This was the first time in our nation's history that floor coverings have been used to protect the grass in the mall. Should I, should I correct it as we go through? Okay, go ahead. Floor coverings were used at at least Obama's second inaugural. There's photos. You yeah. can Google it. There's people standing on them. False lie. Immediately lie. It had the effect of highlighting any areas where people were not standing, while in years past, 
The grass eliminated this visual. That, that's not true. Tr- I mean, it's just false. This is also the first time that fencing and magnetometers went as far back on the wall, preventing hundreds of thousands of people from being able to access the mall as quickly as they had in inaugurations past. U.S. Secret Service said no magnetometers were used on the National Mall during this inauguration. Hmm. False. Inaccurate numbers involving crowd size were also tweeted. No one had numbers because the National Park Service, which controls the National Mall, does not put any out. By Th- that's f- factually inaccurate. They had numbers on the Women's March. They knew that. Yeah. They have D.C. Metro usage, which I believe I have that written somewhere. Shit, what did I do with that? Man, I could have sworn. Oh, I I do have it. Okay, we'll, we'll, we'll mm-hmm. keep going. By the way, this applies to any attempts to try to count the number of protesters today in the same fashion. Protesters, he's referring to the Women's March. It's 2.5. Oh. Toward, it's between 2.5 million and 3.3 million. Fuck you. It's countable. It's possible. You little baby. We do know a few things, so let's go through the facts. Oh, here we go. We know that from the platform where the president was sworn into 4th Street holds about 250,000 people. From 4th Street to the media tent is about another 220,000. And from the media tent to the Washington Monument, another another 250,000 people. All of this space was full when the president took the oath of office. False. False. We just watched the video. Bullshit. Never happened. Completely false. Never happened. And again, the only reason we're doing this is because it's so egregious. Like, you you are telling people that things they saw, like actually saw, Uh watched live, saw repeatedly in multiple different places... You're wrong. You're just not seeing what you're saying. We're right. You're wrong. We know that 420,000 people used the D.C. Metro public transit yesterday, which actually compares to 317,000 that used it for President Obama's last inaugural. False. Metro ridership under Trump, 570,557. So he lowballed his own president. Uh Obama's first inaugural, 1.1 million people used the Metro. And Obama's second, 782,000 did that. And those are real numbers. That comes from a fucking thing, an organization. They keep track of that. You know, you walk through those fucking turnstiles. It counts. They know. And they can also see how many people bought tickets. They pay attention to that stuff. False. Outright lie. This was the largest audience to ever witness an inauguration, period. Lie. Both- lie, lie. False. Lie, 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 False. lie. Trump, 30.6 million people watched it. Reagan in 81, 42 million. Obama in 09, 38 million. Those are more. Yeah. You, f- like, that's what's infuriating about this shit. It's not the biggest ever, period. It's not. It's actually, objectively, not. Both in person and around the globe. Even the New York no. Times printed a, photo- nope. a photograph showing the, that a, a misrepresentation of the crowd in the original tweet in their paper, which showed the full extent of the support, depth, and crowd and intensity that existed. These attempts to lessen How do you the message enthusiasm test- of the... Uh, great question, Joe. Yeah, this picture showed the... Int- what are you talking about? ...inauguration are shameful and wrong. The president was also at the central... As you know, the president was at the Central Intelligence Agency today and greeted... Which we're by- going to play that speech. A raucous overflow crowd of some 400-plus CIA employees. There were over 1,000 requests to attend, prompting the president to note that he'll have to come back to greet the rest. The employees were ecstatic that he's the new commander-in-chief, and he delivered them a powerful and important message. He told them he has their back, and they were grateful for that. They gave him a five-minute standing ovation at the end, in a display of their patriotism and their enthusiasm for his presidency. (laughs) 
I'd also note that it's a shame that the CIA didn't have a CIA director to be with him today when he visited. Because he was appointed a day later. Yeah. Because the Democrats have chosen, Senate Democrats are stalling the nomination of Mike Pompeo and playing politics with national security. As they should, because the guy's a dangerous fuck that is going to get us all killed. But okay, but he was confirmed anyway. Yeah. That's what you guys should be writing and covering. They are! This, instead of sowing division about tweets and, and false narratives. Uh-huh. The president is committed to unifying our country, and that was the focus of his inaugural address. Was it? Would you say that that was the focus of his inaugural no, no. Okay, we listened to certain clips. Of American it. Carnage it was, was the 15 focus minutes, of his right, address. But it didn't sound like that's really what he was, what he was doing. This kind of dishonesty in the media, the challenging that bringing about our nation together is making it more difficult. There's been a lot of talk in the media about the responsibility to hold Donald Trump accountable. And I'm here to tell you that it goes two ways. We're going to hold the press accountable as well. The American people deserve and as long, uh, deserve better, and as long as he serves as the messenger for this incredible movement, he will take his message directly to the American people where his focus will always be. And lie to them. Yeah, right. Well, because he can say anything he wants on Twitter. Okay, so that's day one. This is also day one. This is Kellyanne Conway, who, as I mentioned, is an advisor to Trump now and ran his campaign. Fantastically well, by the way. Well, whatever. I mean, it's not she, that hard to be like, go anywhere and say whatever you want. Okay. With zero Consequence? consequences. Okay. Perfect. Been doing that my whole life. President Trump, Kellyanne Conway. Uh, Ms. Conway, welcome to the White House North Lawn, which will become Hi, a familiar place for you, I think, yes. uh, for the next few years. <laughs> Let me begin um, with this She's question. The president I actually do live on the White House Lawn, <laughs> Chuck. Thank you. What? It's cold out. Why don't you just go inside? This is all the space Trump would give me. I prefer me. it, honestly. I like to live amongst the trees. See, is about choices. So I'm curious why President Trump chose yesterday to send out his press secretary to essentially litigate a provable falsehood when it comes to a small and petty thing like inaugural crowd size. I guess my question to you is, why do that? Chuck, the president did many things yesterday and the day before that are very meaningful to America. He signed executive orders to stop Obamacare and all of its problems. Uh, many people have lost their, millions of people have lost their insurance, their doctors, their plans. So that stops right now. He's going to replace it with something. Losing your doctor and your plan is not the same as losing your coverage. That's mm -hmm. frustrating. It's not good that people that happened to people, but it's better than not having any coverage, which is yes. what's going to happen when they get rid of this much more free market and patient-centric in nature. And on this matter of crowd size, I mean, for me, I Free market and patient-centric? This is all 1984. This is what you're talking about. Yes. This is 1984 shit. It's like, oh, we'll say patient-centric. But that doesn't mean dick. It means nothing. The biggest argument with the new uh, Trump care, as you would like to refer Trump to, care, yes. is accessibility. Yeah, you're going to have access to it, but you're not going to be able to afford it. Of course. Yeah. People so will have That doesn't help. Right. It's the coverage. It's the fact of having the coverage that makes all the difference, not the accessibility to have that coverage. Right. Of course. I think the most quantifiable points of interest for Americans should be what just happened a few months ago that brought him here, the 31 of 50 states he won, the 26 Now, Chuck Todd counties, does a good job here mm -hmm. because she's off track. Yes, she's not answering the question. President Trump. And this is and what the media is going to have to do. They're going to have to be like, listen, if you're not going to answer the question, the interview's over. Bye. Yes.
And the fact that uh, 2930 million women voted for Donald Trump for president, they should be respected. Somebody should cover their voices as well. I, I'm about things that are quantifiable and important. I don't think that I don't think ultimately presidents are judged by crowd sizes at their inauguration. I think they're judged by their accomplishments. Uh, Which true that uh -huh. should be the case but it's weird because sean spicer brought it up she brought it up he goes to cia and brings it up it keeps coming up it's weird yes and and we know that president obama and his accomplishments so there's a lot of unfinished business there and on this matter of crowd size i think it is i think it is a symbol for the unfair and incomplete treatment that this president often receives i'm very heartened to see nielsen just came out with the ratings 31 million people watching the inauguration president obama had 20.5 million watching his second inauguration yeah, I see. It's, uh, his second inauguration. Right. But the first one was 38 million. But mm -hmm. OK. Inauguration four short years ago. So we know people are also watching the inauguration on different screens and in different modes. Mm -hmm. And that there was, I mean, for me, there was a prediction of a downpour of rain. I think that deterred many people from coming. But no question. There oh, it's were why, is it, why, why, why are you throwing out all these excuses for something that doesn't matter? You know, I don't think it matters. But but, but hear this. Hundreds of thousands of people out on the mall. All right, Kelly, uh, and, and, uh, you know, let me many stop you here because... Thank you. Yeah, uh, can you shut the fuck up a minute? Are you kidding me? Shut up. You make a very reasonable and rational uh, case for why crowd sizes don't matter. <laughs> then explain you did not answer the question. Why did the president send out his press secretary, who's not just the spokesperson for Donald Trump, he, could be the sp he is also serves as the spokesperson for all of America at times. He speaks for all of the country at times. Why put him out there the, for the very first time Talking about in front size. of that podium to utter a provable falsehood? It's a small thing, but the first time he confronts the public, it's a falsehood? Chuck, I mean, if we're going to keep referring to our press secretary in those types of terms, I think that we're going to have to rethink our relationship here. Wait, what? Yeah, we're if you're not going to let us do whatever we want, I won't come on the show. I'm not going to talk to you. Okay, I would have said, you know what? Cut it. Perfect. Thank you, Kelly and Conway. We will not talk to you again during this presidency. Bye. Let's see how long that lasts. I want to have a great open relationship with our press, but look what happened the day before. Talking about falsehoods, we allowed the press spray to come, the press to come into the Oval Office and witness President Trump signing executive orders. And uh, of course, bust. you know, the Senate had just confirmed yeah, General Mattis and this is what we're going to talk about now. This is our thing. And we allow the what do you think about this? That's not what we're fucking talking about. A falsehood is told about removing the bust of Martin Luther King Jr. from right. the Oval Office. That, no, that's just flat out false. And, the and it was corrected immediately. But why, Chuck, but, why but was it said? No, Chuck, I mean, why was it said in the first place? Because everybody know. is so presumptively... I love that, right. I don't know. Thank you, Chuck. Well, because their point is one out of whatever many people are mm -hmm. part of the press corps did it that's yes. one person as part of a group the difference is sean spicer is one person for the entire group yes so when he lies that's it you're not getting other people like you're not going to get a correction on that he's just going to say what he fucking wants to and say that's it no, that it's okay. No, excuse me. Oh, no, 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 no. That reporter was writing to on behalf of the press pool. That that falsehood got spread three thousand times before it was corrected. Excuse me. It does not excuse, and you did not answer the question. No time. But this is the right to stay on. Do not let them fucking lie or avoid answering a question. Don't do that. Do not do it. You did yes, not answer did. the question of why the president asked the White House press secretary 
to and they should be adversarial to all administrations this way yes the the relationship should not be cutesy and sweet it should be give us the truth but here we are with trump come out in front of the podium for the first time and utter a falsehood why did he do that it undermines the credibility of the entire White House press office no, it on doesn't. day don't one. Be so, don't be so overly dramatic about it, Chuck. What it, wow. it, you're saying it's a falsehood, and they're giving Sean Spicer, our press secretary, gave alternative facts to that. But the point remains... Wait, 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 what? Alternative facts? Alternative facts, four of the five facts he uttered. The hey, one Chuck, thing he why? got hey, right Chuck. was Zeke Miller, four of the five we, facts... Which we did go through. We yes. Just saw, right, I mean, they're all lies. Uh, alternative facts, again, it gets thrown around a lot. That is Orwellian. That is, like... That's Newspeak. Can I? Do you know what the definition of a fucking fact is, Kellyanne Conway? A fact, uh-huh. a thing that is indisputably the case. Do you know what the definition of indisputably is? In a way that cannot be challenged or denied. Ooh. That is a fact. So you cannot, by definition, have an alternative to a thing that is indisputable, that is not possible. Fuck you with your double think Newspeak nonsense. That's what it is. It's nonsense. It's a lie. And it's so dangerous. It's day one. Now, just to... Day one. Just to say again, 1984, number one book on Amazon? Yeah, go read it. It's a great book. You get the audio book, too. You can just listen to it. Facts he uttered were just not true. Look, alternative facts are not facts. They're falsehoods. Chuck, do you think it's a fact or not that millions of people have lost their, their plans, their health insurance, and their doctors under President Obama? Do you think it's a fact that everything we heard from these women yesterday happened on the watch of Barack Obama? He was president for eight years. Donald Trump's been here for about eight hours. Do you think it's a fact that millions of women, 16.1 million women, as I stand here before you today, are in poverty along with their kids? Do you think it's a fact that millions don't have health care? Do you think it's a fact that we spent billions of dollars on education in the last eight years only to have millions of kids still stuck in schools that fail them every single day these are the facts that i want the press corps to cover I, and these are that this is why i'm here at the white house I understand to this. change what i don't awful understand numbers is, like that that is not what yesterday was about so you yes, have not answered the question you did not answer the it's question what this presidency the, is going to be about you, you sent the press secretary out there to utter a falsehood on the smallest pettiest thing i don't think anybody can prove the not- look i actually don't think that it. maybe this is me as a pollster chuck and you know data well I don't think you can prove those numbers one way or the other. There's no way Wait, to really what? quantify crowds. We all know that. You can laugh at me all you want, but I'm, I'm not very laughing. glad. I'm Look, just Chuck, befuddled. I'm, well, but you are, and I think it's actually symbolic of the way we're treated by the press. The way that you just laughed at me is okay. That's enough. I'm done. Get used to it. Now I'm done. Please don't. Four years. That's what you're gonna get. <sighs> Everything is gonna be a challenge. You're not gonna be able to just even agree on the most basic facts. Of how many people were at a location with pictures yeah, and data. But that's right. I mean, but everything is going to be like that. Get yeah. ready for that. And do you think our media is going to get tired of it eventually? It's good now. We'll see. Are you people are going to get tired? Fuck yeah, they are. And then what happens? Then it's like, all right, we broke them. We won. Okay. Now we can just do what we want. Whew. That's where we are. That's the situation we're in. Then at a briefing the next day, Spicer said the phrase, quote, I think sometimes we can disagree with the facts. Once again, a fact... (laughs) Do we not know the definition of words? A fact is a thing that is indisputably the case. Indisputably is defined as in a way that cannot be challenged or denied. So you literally cannot disagree with the facts because facts 
cannot be challenged or denied. Because so, they're indisputable. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. I appreciate that. I'm sitting there last night, Google, like, fact, colon, defi- or define, <laughs> yeah. colon, fact. Yeah, that's what I thought. Indisputably. Yeah, yeah that's kind of what I thought. Yeah. Right. So, yeah. So, this is just... Because it's like, maybe I'm fucking nuts. I don't know. Maybe, maybe I don't understand what facts are. No, they're indisputable truths. Mm-hmm. You, you cannot argue with them. They are what they are. Fact. You're lying, cocksucker. <laughs> uh, all right. Good start. I can't believe we're an hour in. And it is just a start. This is going to be a long episode, and I don't care. We got to do it. It's important. The next thing we're going to get into is the Trump CIA speech, the policy actions. Before we do that, a nice thing, a port in a storm here. We're going to talk about a sponsor that we have, Joe. Are you excited about this? Yes, I am. Blue Apron supports this podcast. They're going to be on the podcast for quite a while. We really appreciate it. And I hope you guys are using the code and giving it a shot if this is something that you are interested in you can go to blueapron.com slash samson s-a-m-p-s-o-n and you could try blue apron now let me say this obviously Mm -hmm. tumultuous times people are scared there's a lot of uncertainty in the air you know what's not uncertain though sitting down together having some comfort food having a nice meal Mm -hmm. and blue apron will provide that to you that's no bullshit it's affordable For less than $10 per person per meal, Blue Apron delivers seasonal recipes along with pre-portioned ingredients to make delicious home-cooked meals. That's a big deal. You want to try something, but maybe you got to go. Now you got to go to Fairway. You got to go to Whole Foods. You Mm got to get all these special ingredients. Well, they're going to send you everything you need pre, you know, in the right proportion. You cook it. They give you the instructions. You're good to go. You choose from a a variety of new recipes each week. Or you can let Blue Apron's culinary team surprise you, which I got to be honest, uh-huh. that's what I would do probably. My wife, not so much. She's got a very particular taste. There's certain things she doesn't like to eat. She doesn't eat, touch ketchup. She hates it. Yeah. Me, I'm pretty much good. As long as it's not, uh, Jesus, I can't think of what it's called, in sausage, fennel. I don't mm-hmm. like fennel. I don't like the taste of fennel. It bothers me. Otherwise, surprise me, culinary chefs of Blue Apron. That sounds delicious. Recipes are not repeated within a year so you'll never get bored nice are you kidding me it's fantastic each meal comes with a step-by-step easy to follow recipe card and pre-portioned ingredients that can be prepared in 40 minutes or less you turn this podcast on here's what you do you get the blue apron go to blueapron.com slash samson you order it your food comes press play on the podcast you start cooking 40 minutes or less. I mean, this episode, you could probably cook eight meals with mm-hmm. it, but it's, it doesn't matter. You listen to the podcast, you eat the meal, you have conversation with your family, you talk things out because things are uncertain and, and this, is a, this is a thing that you can be certain of. It's good food, quickly prepared, very good. Yes. Blue Apron's freshness guarantee promises that every ingredient in your delivery arrives ready to cook or they'll make it right. Crucial. That's terrible because you don't want to get the thing and be excited. Ooh, I'm going to cook this, uh, you know, this shrimp, this chicken, and then the shrimp isn't good. Well, they're going to fix it for you. Mm-hmm. You don't have to worry about that. Check out this week's menu and get your first three meals free with free shipping. Ooh, nice. by going to blueapron.com slash Samson. Once again, S-A-M-P-S-O-N. It's the second part of Mandatory Samson. You will love how good it feels and tastes to create incredible home-cooked meals with Blue Apron. I don't really see why you'd want to wait. That's blueapron.com slash Samson. Blue Apron, Joey. A better way to cook. I like that. 
Thank you, Blue Apron, for sponsoring the podcast. Let us know if you guys check it out. I know somebody commented in the uh, SoundCloud that they were enjoying it. Oh, nice. They were going to try it. So great. We really appreciate it. And it helps. Blue Apron sees it. They go, oh, look at the Samsonites. They're, they're into... They know quality. They know quality. They're into easily cooked homemade meals. So, okay, that really helps us out. They see it, and then they want to stay on the show. <sighs> all right, that felt good. That was nice. That was like a nice little breather in between all this nonsense that we're working on. So, again, thank you to Blue Apron. Do you want to move on here mm-hmm. to the next thing we have? Because this one highlights Trump. Now, Trump goes to the CIA mm-hmm. to give a speech to them to ease tensions between him and the intelligence community after all the Russian hacking stuff where they're like, Russia was definitely involved in this. And he's like, no, I don't know. Wait, 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 wait. So he's going to ease tensions, but he's just going to talk about himself for 10 minutes. Well, I don't know what he's going to talk about. We're going to play it. Uh, I have some clips there. Um, And then I have a quote from outgoing CIA director John Brennan about this speech. But again, this is Trump with the intention going there of being With an olive branch. Yeah, exactly. This is an olive branch. And we'll see. All right. So this is Donald Trump again on... I guess the day after his uh, his election uh, at the CIA. And let me get right to the right spot here. Hold on. Okay. And I know maybe sometimes you haven't gotten the backing that you've wanted. And you're going to get so much backing. Maybe you're going to say, please don't give us so much backing. <laughs> Mr. President, please, we don't need that much backing. Now, just... Okay, it is a matter of style. It's a matter of whatever. Could you imagine Obama just like being at the CIA and being like, "It's a matter of, you know, like just, just, just shoot not like he was such a classy statesman." Yes, this is the opposite of that. By the way, part of the issue here, uh-huh. you know me, I'm not a guy to stand necessarily on formality or whatever, but he is standing in front of the the wall of like fallen. Heroes, CIA operatives, uh-huh. uh, doing this. Okay, so just that's the backdrop. Like dead people that you know quietly tried to help the country gave their lives. Gave their for lives the to the country. Mm-hmm. This is the goofball in front of it. Our yes. president. But you're going to have that, and I think everybody in this room knows it. You know, uh, the military and the law enforcement, generally speaking, but all of it. But the military uh, gave us tremendous percentages of votes. We were unbelievably successful in the election with getting the vote of the military. And probably almost everybody in this room voted for me, but I will not ask you to raise your hands if you did. (laughs) But I would guarantee a big portion, because we're all on the same wavelength, folks. We're all on the same wavelength, right? Who knows? Took Brian about uh, 30 seconds to figure that one out, right? Because we know we're on the same wavelength. But we're going to do great things. We're going to do great things. We've been fighting these wars for longer than any wars we've ever fought. We have not used the real abilities that we have. We've been restrained. We have to. Hold on. Wait, let me fit it. Hold on. Get rid of ISIS. We have to get rid of ISIS. We have no choice. Okay, so we've been restrained. What I can only assume he's referring to is we can't torture people anymore. Yeah, that's about it, I think. Radical Islamic terrorism. And I said it yesterday. It has to be eradicated. 
How? How do you want to do that? How do you want to eradicate an ideology? It's not possible. That's a holy war, stupid. And that's what they want. Maybe he wants to just kill women and innocent children. Trump? Uh I don't think so. But I think he's making a dramatic statement with this stuff, whether it's bluster or not. ISIS loves hearing this. When was the last time, by the way, ISIS really, did you hear about them doing anything? They're on the run. They're decimated. Obama fucked them up before he left office. He, In fact, he dropped bombs on them the day he left office. Yes. What else is, like, what do you want to do? They're already degraded to a point that they're not doing anything. You haven't even heard the phrase ISIS on TV. They haven't been eradicated. Right, but I'm just saying, okay, but good, right, but good luck with that. Just off the face of the earth. This is evil. This is evil. And, you know, I can understand the other side. We can all understand the other side. There can be wars between countries. There can be wars. You can understand what happened. This is something nobody can even understand. This is a level of evil that we haven't seen. And you're going to go to it, and you're going to do a phenomenal job. But we're going to end it. It's time. It's time right now to end it. All right. I mean, that's this president saying, we're going to war. Yes. Right? I mean, interpret that another way for me. Uh, You can. It's... (laughs) Right. Okay. So we're going to definitely have military presence it's not just gonna but, be airstrike it can't be to eradicate i do you understand what that means well the, the other issue which we've gone and said a thousand times there is no country to attack right. it's an ideology of course so do it you doesn't stop lone wolves from so, doing anything. so do, do you then create a police force that goes house to house and asks people to take a test and if the, you don't like the way they score you torture them and kill them right well right i i don't know how uh, the the main issue is the eradication. How how do you impose that? Well, sure. I mean, this is a guy that's talked about... You're sending drones and just kill every human being that's there? Possibly. This, this is a guy that's talked about during the debates, just saying, well, I think we should kill terrorist families, too. Okay, those are not terrorists, though, by definition. No, those are in, innocent people that right. happen to be guilty by association. Right. And now, let's compare and contrast. There's been a lot of... Um, criticism of obama his use of the drone program these extra legal you know assassinations essentially Mm -hmm. where we know for sure civilians are being killed nobody's happy about that but do you think that obama is going to exercise less restraint than trump or more a lot more restraint i don't think it's even you you can't count the difference correct trump continues literally i had a, a group of what we have nine different people Now, I must say, I didn't mind canceling eight appointments. That wasn't the worst thing in the world. But I met him, and I said, he is so good. Number one in his class at West Point. Now, I know a lot about West Point. And to be one year, I'm a person that very strongly believes in academics. In fact, every time I say I had an uncle who was a great professor at MIT for 35 years, who did a fantastic job in so many different ways academically. He was an academic genius. And then they say, there's Donald Trump, an intellectual. Trust me, I'm like a smart person. And I recognized immediately. So he was number one at West Point. 
And I guess he's talking about Matt. I don't know who he's talking about there, but he's certainly talking about himself, obviously. Yeah, of course. By the way, big difference between being smart and being an intellectual. <laughs> having the ability to, like, having intelligence is not mm-hmm. the same as actually, you know, exercising that intellect in a way where you're well-read and you kind of understand things broadly. That That's... They're two different things, but anyway, but what, but, but okay, he's there to, to give the olive branch to the CIA to be like, listen, I don't believe anything you said about Russia, but we're, we're cool. He's talking about himself now. What yes. is he talking about? About how smart he is. This devolves into madness as this goes along. It's odd to watch. And listen, I'm not qualified to give this diagnosis. I don't know, but there is something going on with this guy personality wise. Like, is he... A, psych- a psychopath, a system- whatever he is, something's off with him. It always comes back to him somehow. It's sort of like he has no idea the magnitude of what's going on around him. He just does it. And maybe that's good and maybe that's bad, but obviously he does not have the fucking uh, experience or the intelligence to do this. He doesn't. He doesn't. He's doing it, though. And we said it. It's not like we're just saying it now, but you're seeing it play out. It's been, you know, one week. Look what's happening. You know, when I was young and when I was, of course, I feel young, I feel like I'm 30, 35, 39. Somebody said, are you young? I said, I think I'm young. You know, I was stopping when we were in the final month of that campaign. Four stops, five stops, seven stops. He's speeches, having flashbacks, speeches, bro. In front of 25, 30,000 people, 15,000, 19,000. Stop just saying numbers. 38, 39, <laughs> 40. Four stops, eight stops, six stops, 75,000 people, 13,000 people. I'm 27. Maybe I'm 46. Like, what are you doing? You're just rattling off nonsense. Nonsense. He doesn't sleep. This is the thing he said, famously. He gets up at 6 a.m. Mm-hmm. He only gets like four hours of sleep. He's fucking delirious. What, what is this guy doing? This is a crazy person. He's giving a speech about himself. It's not possible to survive on four hours of sleep a night. You go crazy. That's just a fact. From stop to stop, I feel young. But when I was young, and I think we're all sort of young. When I was young. What does he say? Do you understand? Do you see this? This is the rambling. This yeah, is the rambling. rambling. This is at the CIA. Yes. Okay? Day one. I'm just, uh, you know, I feel young. We're all young in some ways. I mean, I feel very young, 38. Okay, what are you talking about? We were always winning things in this country. We'd win with trade. We'd win with wars. At a certain age, I remember hearing from one of my instructors. The last war we won was World War II. And we didn't do that alone. the, uh, the, (laughs) The point of any country is not to win a war. It's to be a civilized and peaceful nation where the human beings get to prosper. Yeah, we should try to avoid war. Yes, that's the whole point. Yeah, but it doesn't seem, but it seems, here's the thing though. It seems like the world is oriented towards war. Like conflict seems to be the thing that we're oriented towards, not peace. Peace seems way more difficult than war, which it is, but that seems like where things head. And we, we're in this period of general peace you know what i mean i mean obviously syria is a disaster there's a lot of conflicts all over the you know there's Mm -hmm. legitimate suffering but generally there's no world wars going on there's no you know there's no hot wars happening between developing so we're in a a, a generally peaceful time i don't think that's gonna last and i don't want this guy to be at the helm when the shit hits the fan i do not trust it i don't trust it and i don't trust any of the people around him this isn't a joke 
The United States has never lost a war. And then after that, it's like we haven't won anything. We don't win anymore. The old expression, to the victor belong the spoils. You remember I always used to say, keep the oil. I wasn't a fan of Iraq. I don't want to go into Iraq. But I will tell you, when we were in, we got out wrong. And I always said, in addition to that, keep the oil. Now, I said it for economic reasons. But if you think about it, Mike, if we kept the oil, you probably wouldn't have ISIS, because that's where they made their money in the first place. So we should have kept the oil. But OK. Maybe you'll have Why is that a chance. joke? No, you stepped on a joke. But the fact is, well, because it's it's just because that's where they silly, the, the way the, the guy talks. Place, so we should have kept the oil. But okay, <laughs> maybe you'll have another chance. But uh, the fact. What do you mean? Maybe we'll have another chance to get the oil. Well, why would we have another chance? What are you talking about? Because we have to eradicate mm. the Islamic terrorists who are conveniently positioned. Along oil reserves. It is convenient, yeah. Seems like it seems like the groundwork for war is being laid out right now. At the CIA. Yeah, everywhere. He's mentioned it everywhere. He's talked about this a lot. Do you think the spineless pieces of shit in the Republican Congress are gonna oppose this? No, they'll find a way to let it happen. Maybe we'll get attacked. Ooh, God willing, we'll get attacked, and then oh, we have God. an excuse. But that's the thing. That's the situation we're in. They're looking for a reason to get it. So I can only say that I am with you a thousand percent. And the reason you're my first stop is that, as you know, I have a running war with the media. They are among the most dishonest human beings on earth. <laughs> it's insane to me that the CIA applauds another group being called dishonest. Mm -hmm. They're the CIA. <laughs> There's, they are secretive by nature. They don't say anything. They're dishonest. They're deceptive. That's their whole fucking point. Coin the kettle black? Yeah, well, it's just insane. And also, fucking hairpiece over here with his stupid administration, all they did for the first 24 was hours lie? was lie. Mm. All they did. And he's about to lie. He's about to start lying. Right now. Okay, lies. Right now. Or maybe the next clip, but you get it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Within minutes. So they sort of made it sound like I had a... Feud with the intelligence community. And I just want to let you know, the reason you're number one stop, uh, it is exactly the opposite. Exactly. And they understand that, too. And I was explaining... See, it's also crazy because he is going to say that the media is saying the opposite of what is true. Meanwhile, what he's saying is the opposite of what is true. true. This is a very scary time. This is a dangerous time. And it's not to say that past administrations don't lie about things or spin things in their way, but this guy pathologically lies. lies. Not a day goes by where he doesn't say something that isn't false. Like, he will lie every day. That's a fact. <laughs> well, it's not a fact. I can't prove that. But <laughs> you know what I mean? But he, no, he yeah, yeah, every yeah. day goes by and he says another thing. We go, that's not true. Or he, he make you know, he just he embellishes or whatever. Truthful hyperbole, as it was called in the book he had ghost written for him, yeah. The Art of the Deal. Yeah, look into that. Think about the numbers. We did a we did a thing yesterday. The speech. He brought it up like again. The you had a now, the, the issue with all the numbers is it's unprovoked. He's not even asked no. by someone about. He brings it up. He brought it up himself. It's bothering because it's a lie. What do you do 
when something is bothering me. It's not bring bothering it me. I mean, look, it's not bothering me. Whatever. I'm so, just talking yeah, about it right now. I, I'm, I, I'm talking about it. I mean, why would I bring up the numbers? It's not bothering me. I mean, <laughs> obviously the numbers are wrong. But I, I, it doesn't bother me so much that I bring it up. The fact that I bring it up doesn't bother like me. It's like constantly talking about your ex-girlfriend and being like, no, I mean, I'm not still in love with her. I mean, you know, whatever. I mean, she, did you cheat on me? Yeah, she cheated on me. But, you know, I'm over it. I don't, okay, <laughs> shut the fuck up. Like, but that's what I'm saying. Yes. What's wrong with this guy? There's something wrong with him. There's something actually wrong with this person. But, but we had a massive field of people. You saw that. Pat. I get up this morning, I turn on one of the networks, and they show an empty field. I Did you do the research on the Times article I sent you? I looked at it, but I don't think it was... All right, well, we'll discuss it, though. Because he's talking about I get up. All right, well, we might oh, as well uh, talk about oh, it now. About his day? Yeah. <coughs> yeah, I, I looked into it a little bit. Uh, give me one second. I got to scroll Yeah, the down. Times wrote an article about what he does so far, like in his first couple of days in, in the office. All right. So basically, this is the rundown that I got. He gets up before 6 a.m. He watches TV until 9. He has meetings at 9. No, no, no. Don't go th- run through that. He watches television, like m- political television, like uh-huh. MSNBC or Fox or whatever, for three hours the yes. second he gets up from 6 to 9. Yeah, but wh- he's watching Fox from 6 to 9. Yeah. And he has meetings at 9. Right. That that's about his. And day. then when he wraps up, he goes right back to the residence and watches, watches TV, watches more TV, and tweets about it. Yes, because we've seen a number of instances this week, three times, where Fox is just saying something, the Chicago thing or whatever they're talking about, and then 15 minutes later he tweets about it because mm-hmm. that's where he's getting his information from. He's getting information from Fox. A box. News, he's getting it from a box, which we talked about last week. Forty percent of America, or whatever, forty percent of Trump voters get their information from there, and like twenty percent get their information from Fox News generally. So he's just like the right. Re- I wish the president was more like me. Well, guess what? He, he is. is. Do you honestly look in the mirror, Cletus? Do you think you should be running America? Don't do that. Don't okay, do that. Okay, Stephen, you on. look in the mirror, Stephen, and do you, you tell me, should you be running America? No, you shouldn't. But guess what? You kind of are. I want to know why no one's took his cell phone away from him. Oh, yeah, go ahead, get into that. He's got an ins- unsecured cell phone. Yeah, his own cell phone. Now, this is the president of the United States. He is going to the CIA. He knows about this. We're talking about hack Russians getting hacked and all. And the imbecile still uses his unsecured Android phone. Right. His, his son, Barron, could hack the phone. Right. And he's still using it. Yeah, the I, president in the United States is still using a phone that's hackable. I'm not concerned about it. Obama's phone, he had his BlackBerry, famously. Obama's always on mm-hmm. BlackBerry. They took like months to make him a phone that was okay to use. <laughs> they got him a new one, but they yes. were like, here, this is the one you can use. It's exactly the old one, but it's got precautions on it. So you're but the yeah, president but, of the United but we'll States. hammer Hillary. You hold the highest office in the land, and you're using the most hackable phone ever. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, squirrel mullet over here is using a phone that's unsecured. <laughs> I made a speech. I looked out. The field was, it looked like a million, a million and a half people. They showed a field. What? It looked like a million. You can't We're talking about 200,000 people. Well, say it's 500,000. Okay. Say it's 800,000. Still. It's not a million, million and a half. <laughs> it just isn't. There's nobody even remotely saying that that's the case. You can't see a million and a half people. You Do you know what it that? is? He has favorite numbers and he has to use the numbers. 26, 39 where there were practically nobody standing there. And they said, Donald Trump did not draw well. I said, it was almost raining. The rain should have scared him away, but God looked down and he said, we're not going to let it rain on your speech. It literally did, though. (laughs) By the way, (laughs) 
There's a video. I think I might have favorited it. If you go to my Twitter, it's at Mansamp. You can look through. Uh-huh. Somebody rode the parade route, okay, the inaugural parade, mm-hmm. filming it. Crowd, not there. there no. The bleachers are empty. Like, it was empty. There was less people there. Okay? So I, it's stupid to even be talking about it, but he, a million, million and a half people, people came out. Empty. No. I was watching it. I watched it live. I saw it. And that's the problem. That's where the really 1984-type shit is, where it's like, I saw it. I watched it myself. Yes. No, you didn't. That's not That's not true. You get enough people to believe it's not true? I'm wrong, even though I fucking am not. I saw it with my own eyes. I watched it. In fact, I, when I first started, I said, oh, no. First line, I hit, got hit by a couple of drops. Again, he's at the CIA talking Lying. about... No, well, he's, what is, he's talking about the inaugural uh, address again. He's mm-hmm. talking about the crowd. Why? Well, what is happening here? And I said, oh, this is... This is too bad, but we'll go right through it. But the truth is that it stopped immediately. It was amazing. And then it became really sunny. Then I walked off and it poured right after I left. It poured. But, you know. It didn't become really sunny. I watched the fucking thing. The sun didn't come out. (laughs) It didn't. I watched it. Meanwhile, he's talking to a room full of people Mm -hmm. the day after this happened. They saw it also. Yes. He's telling it like they weren't there. It's like he went to Mars. He's like, you should have seen the inauguration. Unbelievable. They were there. Yeah. This is Wash- This is fucking Virginia. They're right there. We have something that's amazing because we had, it looked, honestly, it looked like a million and a half people, whatever it was, it was. But it Not went all the way back no. to the Washington Monument. Nope. No. And no. I turn on Inaccurate. the thing and my mistake, I get this network. And it showed an empty field. And it said we drew 250,000 people. Now, that's not bad, but it's a lie. We had 250,000 people literally around, you know, in the little bowl that we constructed. That was 250,000 people. The rest of the, you know, 20-block area all the way back to the Washington Monument was packed. No, it wasn't. No, it wasn't. Fucking not. You see what I'm saying? I watched Tom Lynch's video. I just saw that. You saw it happen. Right. Was more than half of that full at no point. Once again, he's doing this at the CIA. Mm-hmm. All right, we'll skip ahead. Magazine, and I have been on their cover like Time magazine. 14 no. or 15 times. I think we have the all time record in the history of Time Magazine. Like if Tom Brady's on the cover, it's one time because he won the Super Bowl or something, right? <laughs> I've been on for 15 times this year. I don't think that's a record, Mike, that can never be broken. Do you agree with that? What do you think? What are we doing? He's trying to make it seem like he's an everyday man no, and he's he watches not, football. I don't see it. Here's the, here's the problem. Sometimes he's trying to make it seem like he's doing something, right? They have a plan. They go, we're going to present you this way. Yeah. This, no plan. This is him. This is the guy. That's the problem. Okay. This isn't a fucking plan. He just went up there and was like, well, whatever. I guess I'll just talk, talk. about his unbread. He doesn't have r- remarks. He's not looking at anything. He's just talking, which fine sometimes but not then what are we doing well he's trying to extend an olive branch but that's really not here's his closing remarks like, like shouldn't he be talking about how important the cia is i don't know what the fu- honestly i don't know what i don't know what the and... fuck he should be do- i don't know what the fuck he should be doing he's about to say some of that my point being he's there for 15 minutes 10 of the minutes he's talking about, about nonsense he's talking about himself he's talking about the crowd size this is all crazy to say that because I love honesty. I like <laughs> honest reporting. What kind of person stands in front of a group of other people and goes, I love honesty? 
<laughs> Liars. That's who says that. People that are, have a, a deficit uh, claim to love that thing. Right? What a what a nut. I will it? tell you, final time, although I will say it, when you let in your thousands of other people that have been trying to come in. Uh, Stop being impressed by the crowd you draw, fuck nut. You're the president. <laughs> You're the president of the United States. It's not shocking. Look, he has crowd envy. All right, leave him alone. Tiny hands. I am coming back. We may have to get you a larger room. We may have to get you a larger room. You know? And maybe, maybe it'll be built by somebody that knows how to build and we won't have columns. Do you understand that? We get rid of the columns. But no, I just wanted to really say that uh, I love you. I respect you. There's nobody I respect more. You're going to do a fantastic job, and we're going to start winning again, and you're going to be leading the charge. So thank you all very much. Thank you, beautiful. Thank you all very much. Have a good time. I'll be back. I'll be back. Thank you. Which I think it's in poor taste that he's going to steal Arnold Schwarzenegger's catchphrase. He takes over the Celebrity Apprentice. Now he's going to steal. It's like, come on, man. Mm -hmm. No, but okay. What the fuck was that? Talking about himself, which I don't understand how that's going to help him with his relationship with the CIA. Uh, It's not. It's nothing. It's nonsense. They're like, you got to go over there and talk to them. Uh, Okay. (laughs) John Brennan, former CIA director, through a spokesperson, said he was deeply saddened and angered at Trump's despicable despicable display of Mm self-aggrandizement. Trump should be ashamed of himself. Okay. But again, he must be like a liberal piece of shit and we can dismiss him. Yeah. He's not there anymore. No. Well, he's garbage. Obviously, he's not on our side. Here's some policy actions that we got in the first week of Donald Trump being the president of the United States. I'm just stretching. I'm sorry. No, 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 no. So this is the meat. This is what is going on right now underneath your nose. Oh, sure. Yeah. Yeah. This is stuff that's really damaging. All right. So this is the shit that no one's talking about, but we're going to talk about crowd size. Yeah. Well, he's, I mean, he'll mention this stuff, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. The first policy action by executive order, right? Mm-hmm. Literally the first one. Suspending a reduction of FHA annual mortgage insurance premiums through the uh, uh, through HUD. Mm-hmm. An Obama executive order would have cut the rate by $500 to $900 on about a million lower income people. Okay? Mm-hmm. He got rid of that. So now those people are going to have to pay... F- more money for their about a million people got to pay more money for their mortgages. That was the first thing he did. He got rid of that. Yeah. Places like Santa Clara, California, Santa Cruz, Honolulu, Maui. These are more expensive areas. They'll, they're going to see their increases go up more. And obviously more liberal places are going to have their rates go up more because those areas are more expensive to live in. So this is like a weird, bizarre thing to do on day one. I don't know why you would do this. And like I mentioned before, it's been a terrible transition. He can pretend it hasn't been, but people just aren't in place. So if you have access to somebody that can get things to the president, they're not there anymore. No, now's the time to do it because there's nobody, there's no safeguards in place. You could probably just walk right in and be like, hey, then we should sign Take a look at this. Yeah. Okay. It's a free for all. We're basically, it's a free for all right now. He's rumored to be issuing orders 
to restore use of black sites, which opens the door to torture. Black sites are off United States land uh-huh. places, like military bases in other countries, where you can operate basically with impunity, it seems like. Uh, and that's where we did our waterboarding and we did, you know, all kinds of the torture, but all the stuff that we talked about on way back in the day about the torture report. And I have some quotes in the email, but go ahead. Um, the only thing I'm thinking to myself is, all right, so you bring back the torturing, you're going to torture people. Well, nobody's, here's the thing. Nobody's saying they're going to torture anybody. Okay, Trump fine. has hinted at, we've been restrained. You're not going to be anymore. This allows you to take people to blacks you know what i mean like it opens that up but okay but nobody's actually saying torture but let's fucking be honest yeah okay so he said in the past oh i want to bring back waterboarding worse than waterboarding okay yeah we'll put people on dog leashes and put them in tiny boxes for four days and kill them we'll let them sit on the uh cement ground and die of hypothermia that's america well my only issue with that is if he's torturing people again then it creates this fear of influence well People hate America, and you start falling back into breeding more terrorists. Correct. Steve Kleinman, who's a retired Air Force colonel, chairman of the Research Advisory Committee to the High Value Detainee Interrogation Group, says, if the U.S. was to make it once again the policy of the country to coerce and to detain at length in an uh, extrajudicial fashion, the cost would be beyond substantial. They'd be potentially existential. We've seen how torture promotes violent extremism, how it degrades alliances. Mm -hmm. We've seen how it only serves to provide information that policymakers want to support desired policies, not what they need. A lot of these people who weigh in heavily on interrogation have no idea how little they know. That's what I've been talking about. They don't know what they don't know and do so because of what they see on television. Let me read you that last sentence. Oh, okay. A lot of these people who weigh in heavily on interrogation have no idea how little they know and do so because of what they see on television. What does the president, the 45th president of the United States, do all day? For six hours. At least. Watch TV. He watches TV. Hmm. And he doesn't know what he doesn't know. Senator John McCain, Republican from Arizona, who was once tortured in Vietnam, this pres- the president can sign whatever... Exa- I was working on a McCain. No, nope, don't can do it. Can I just it. try no, it? No. Let me just try it real quick. I don't think it's good, but I'll stop if it's no good. What is the punishment if it's no good? I just stop doing it. I just won't be allowed to do it anymore. I'll work Fine. On it. The president can sign whatever executive orders he likes, but the law is the law. We are not bringing back torture in the United States of America. That's a pretty good McCain. You're almost there. It's pretty good, right? You're almost there. I've been working on it. I'm pretty sure if you let me hit you in the mouth with the Royal Quarters... Oh my God, what are you, Viet Cong? (laughs) What's going on here? During both our personal conversations and his confirmation hearing, CIA Director Mike Pompeo repeatedly... All right, I'm just going to stop, but it's pretty good, right? Yeah, yeah. CIA Director Mike Pompeo repeatedly committed to me that he will comply with the law that applies the Army Field Manual's interrogation requirements to all U.S. agencies, including the CIA. In response to written questions from the Senate Armed Services Committee, Secretary of Defense James Mattis said he, quote, supports using Army Field Manual as the single standard for all U.S. military interrogation I am confident these leaders will be true to their word. So Mattis has come out against that because he doesn't work. He said that. Yeah. So hopefully that's an influence there. But you know that there are other people there that are not going to be influenced by that. Well, also, we'll see what happens. Also, you have to keep in mind, too, is Mattis is not going to be at the black site to begin with. 
Well, so that's he doesn't thing. know right. what somebody else is going to do. He could direct policy, but right. But if he's physically not there, then we'll, you know, who knows? And also Guantanamo Bay remains open. That's something. Yeah. That, and let me say this, because Obama did try to close Guantanamo Bay. Okay. He really mm. did. We, we talked about it. He tried to get past that irreducible minimum number. Yes. He couldn't do it. He didn't get help. They kept him from transporting prisoners within the United States. So he, his hands were tied. He tried to close. He did try to close mm-hmm. it, but he didn't close it. <laughs> so now that's an option still, and that's terrifying to me. Okay, Trump withdrew from the TPP, which knew, is good. Campaign <laughs> promise he fulfilled it. He got ten points. Yeah, I'll give him a couple of points for that. I, I mean, it's good that he got out of the TPP. Yeah. It is. What he replaces it with, who the fuck knows and what's going to happen. Plus, there's also other concerns about now China holds China holds more influence in the region because that was a trade pact with other Asian nations. Yeah. And, you know, China will probably now create their own. But okay. Okay. I, okay. We'll figure it out. But all right. That's fine. Trump signed executive orders to push forward on Keystone XL and the Dakota Access Pipeline. The State Department says that the Keystone XL pipeline will create 50 long-term jobs. 50. Five zero. That's it. Well, you're really low-balling the fact that it's going to be 26,000 jobs, though. No, it's 26,000 temporary jobs while they build it. There's then still jobs. People still need to work. Government jobs. And then once it's built, those disappear. And there's 50 people that are going to stay there. So okay. long-term, forever, 50. Not 20, whatever you said, 26,000, 2,600. You need, okay, so you need, it's still 26,000. I'm just saying, okay, even fine. if you're going to justify it by being like it creates jobs, it doesn't. It creates temporary jobs, which fine, I guess, but 50 is what it creates. By the way, we've talked about it a hundred times on the show. Trump is invested in Energy Transfer Partners and another company that I can't remember right now, uh, which it, it builds the Dakota Access Pipeline. Mm-hmm. So I believe it was Tamir. That's a conflict Twitter. of interest well, right there, Tamir texted me, uh, texted me, tweeted me. Let me double check. Uh, like, this is a conflict of interest, interest, right? And I said, I can't imagine a scenario where it's not a conflict of interest because even if he does have his businesses or whatever in a blind trust, he knows he invested in that already. So it's not like he can forget that he has he a stake that. in that. He already knows he does. So yeah, I don't see how it wouldn't be a conflict of interest, but okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, it was Tamir. So yeah. All right. So that's another thing we did. Republicans in the House gave themselves, this is horrific, gave themselves the power to overwrite the value of federal lands, Ooh. easing the way to selling 640 million acres of public property controlled by the Bureau of Land Management, National Forests, and Federal Wildlife Refuges. Those groups contribute $646 billion in ec- economic stimulus and create 6.1 million jobs. What they want to do is transfer to the states or sell to private groups. Now, basically what they did in Congress, it's kind of a cute thing that they did. They make the value of federal land zero. They say that there is no value to federal land. And the reason they do that is because there's requirements that giving away a piece of federal land does not decrease federal revenue or add to the federal debt, which it does oh, Jesus if Christ. those lands have value. But since those lands, according to the Republican Congress, have no value, then we can give them to the states. Now you give them to the states, the states don't have the same type of operating power. They're not going to be able to hire as many people. So you're going to cost millions of people their job. And 
It opens it up to be sold to private corporations. What happens when Alaska, which is 60% federal land, is no longer federal land? Oil fields. Yeah, you can open it up to drill. Isn't that cute? Isn't yeah, that we're going to do it. We're going to have a lot of oil and we're going to have a lot of trees cut down. This is going to be the MO of this fucking presidency. It's turning public to private. Mm-hmm. the infrastructure stuff that he's talking about is a red herring. It's not really an infrastructure program. It's going to be a, a private public partnership where you're going to have toll roads. You're going to have corporations. You're going to have companies that have nothing to do with the United States operating our infrastructure. And you're going to pay the hell for it. Well, yeah. And we're, well, the problem is what happens when you need it repaired? Well, we're not going to, we don't, we're not going to repair it. Yeah. It's not our job to the, repair it. Or it's the public's job to repair it. It's the public's oh. job. Taxes. And we're going to pay you on top of that to upkeep it also? How does that... Okay, so that's the situation we're going to be in. That's the game we're playing. Do not be fooled by that shit. He's not some hero that's going to just rebuild our fucking infrastructure. It's not going to happen. Not the way fucking Bernie was talking about it or the way Obama wanted to do it. The, the man literally went and stood under bridges. Obama went and stood under bridges in America. It was like, this bridge is ruined. We should rebuild it. Mm-hmm. Great new jobs. And they were like, go fuck yourself. Don't you understand? <laughs> this would be important. We got to paint this. Fuck you. You're from <laughs> Kenya. Okay. Okay. I'm going to go smoke with Michelle. Going back to Chicago. That's what we got. Yeah. Uh, this one is hideous as well. Any studies or data from scientists at the EPA, uh-huh. the Environmental Protection Agency, yep. must now undergo review by political appointees before they can be released to the public. That's not so, how science works. Well, that is how that's it works That's not peer now. review. Well, right. It's going to go through somebody that's like... Mm, ah, that's not going to get out there. I don't really uh, like that. It's, it's not true. Conclusion. It's not true. The EPA and the Department of Agriculture have been placed under de facto gag orders, banned from, quote, providing updates on social media or to reporters. The State Department... Uh, the Department of Agriculture has banned scientists and other employees in its main research division from releasing, quote, public-facing documents, which includes news, releases, photos, fact sheets, news feeds, and posts on social media. So already... You can control the flow of information. Right. Nope, it's got to go through us first. The Ministry of Truth. We need you, we'll filter it and then yeah. we'll make sure people get the information they need. Not this. The right bullshit. information. Right. The truth. Yeah. They will only get the truth. Yeah, exactly. It sounds like a joke, but this is all real shit. This mm-hmm. is really happening. Obamacare to Trump Care, first step. Ordered the HHS secretary, the Health and Human Services Secretary, to quote, exercise all authority and discretion available to them to waive, defer, grant exceptions from, or delay parts of the ACA the Affordable Care Act, placing a fiscal burden on states, individual, or health care providers. So basically saying, if it does anything, you can say, we're not going to do it. You can delay it. You can stop. Mm-hmm. You can do whatever you want. So that's what they're going to do. So they're just going to break it right off the start. They're going to start building the wall. No. Eight to $12 billion uh, paid by the United States up front then Mexico, according to Paul Ryan. But then I also saw something a few minutes ago before we started that it could be twelve to fifteen billion. So taxpayer money. Taxpayer money. Taxpayer money. Of course. Okay. Um, Mexico's not going to pay for that fucking wall. Also, to build a wall that's not going to be usable. What do you mean? Well, it's not going to be an effective wall. It's not going to serve its purpose. It's not going to get built. It's not going to happen. You can't build a fucking. That's why there isn't one now. They tried. It doesn't work. Wait, so you're going to take away 
uh, money for healthcare, take that away, to put it towards building a inanimate object that serves no purpose. Well, it, it creates borders again. If we don't have borders, Joey, we don't have a country. Mm. It's not going to stop. By the way, you don't think people are going to just stream over the border now? <laughs> as many people as possible that want to come here are going to come right now. Also, you're hurting a Mexican business like he wants to devalue the peso and whatever by yeah, taking these jobs away. Well, when the Mexican economy does worse, they want to come to America more. Oh. Plus, I would imagine that when he says Mexico is going to pay for it or build it, I think he means Mexican companies are going to build it. Oh. That would be interesting. So, okay. so But, but uh, by the way, I do not think the wall is possible in its totality, but he's going to try to build a fucking wall. <laughs> the water nowhere. Yeah, well, it is a wall of nowhere. I mean, it's just going to wrap around, you know, the south southern part of the country. Maybe. I mean, I I don't know. The House passed HR seven, which would make permanent the Hyde Amendment, which already exists, <laughs> which bans uh, federal money from going to abortions. Super important first thing to do. Mm-hmm. Also, HR seven would penalize women, unlike the Hyde Amendment for having insurance that carries that covers abortion and businesses that offer those policies. So it adds So the you're going to punish an individual who doesn't get to choose the coverage of their health care. So you're creating a tax on the coverage. Well, no, if you do get to pick your own uh-huh. and it has abortion in it, you're going to get taxed. You're going to get taxed get for having that. that. And if you're a business that has plans that cover abortion, you they're going to get hit. So it's def- just saying like don't cover abortion. I wonder how many uh, healthcare um, insurances do cover abortion. It might even be low. That might be like a. I have no idea, but it should. It should cover. It's same. It should cover. Um, uh, I can't think of the word. Like uh, the pateograms or. Yeah, like, like the pill, whatever you know, like yeah. contraceptives. Yeah, stuff okay, like, like, that's what it should be. Like, why wouldn't it? That's a yeah. thing that people need. It should be covered. Mm-hmm. Okay. Finally, the CBO, the Congressional Budget Office, which we talked about, nonpartisan. Oh, it's going to be fun. Trump could add six trillion dollars to the debt over the next ten years. Six to ten, they're saying, uh-huh. but six, let's say. Where are all the fiscal hawks? All the conservatives that are so against spending? They don't know? exist. No, they not don't for exist. Trump. Nope, they're little cowards. Wow. I got some odds and ends here. That's just the first week. There's more. There's a lot more coming out. We know there's more coming out about a Muslim ban, about mm-hmm. banning people, refugees. So, you know, we're going to get into that. Here's some odds and ends. Trump tweets about voter fraud. All right. No, not this. He again. goes, I will be asking for a major investigation into voter fraud, including those registered to vote in two states. Remember that part. Those who are illegal and even those registered to vote who are dead and many for a long time. Depending on results, we will strengthen up voting procedures. Now, how many dead people do you think voted? Six. Okay. Zero. None. I don't know. None. (laughs) Uh, He tweeted this after Fox was talking about it. Oh, okay. This is one of those instances. So back to 9 p.m. in a rally. Yeah. Including those registered to vote in two states. Steve Bannon, who's Trump's chief of staff uh-huh. registered to vote in two states. Oh, Florida did he really? and New York. Yeah. Oh. So he should go to jail, I guess. Absolutely. Right? Yeah, the president said so. Not illegal, by the way, to be registered in two states. 
it's up to the states to clear you off the roll. So if you register in two states, you're just registered there. You, it's, illegal to vote. You it's illegal to vote in two states. Yeah, if he voted in New York and then flew to Florida, I got to just not being. Well, yeah, issue. that's another weird thing. He voted in New York, but he's registered in Florida too. Why wouldn't you vote in Florida where it would matter more? You're not going to win New York, Stephen. Bannon, you idiot. He didn't want to waste the money on the airplane ticket. I guess. Trump put out this tweet about Chicago, which I have in the email, and then we're going to play a clip from this podcast from last week. Oh, which nice. I was very happy that I mentioned it because, of course, it came back up. Trump tweeted, after watching it on O'Reilly, if Chicago doesn't fix the horrible carnage going on, 228 shootings in 2017 with 42 killings, up 24% from 2016, I will send in the feds. What does that mean? Mm. You're going to send in the federal who? The federal what? Troops? Government, cops, send in, yeah, who are you going to send in? Police service? I don't know. I don't know what he's talking about, but that doesn't sound like legal in any way. Mm. Uh, okay, let me skip ahead because I want to play this because this is what we mentioned last week and I just want you guys to see like we were on top of this shit. Give me one second. But I saw it and I was like, oh my God. It's already fucking happening. This is crazy. This is us talking about it last week. Good. It's a good transition, but it's a bad situation. Chicago recorded 762 homicides in 2016, more than New York and Los Angeles combined, what? and 1,100 more shooting incidents than in 2015. In 2015, there were 485 homicides, so that went up from 485 to 762. This is Chicago alone? Yes. Wow. Most of the instances occurred in South and West Chicago, all poor areas. 80% of victims had been previously identified as having gang ties or past arrests. So it's happening uh. in five pretty much specific neighborhoods in Chicago. Wow. Which obviously something needs to be done about that. And the reason why I bring it up, you know, obviously it's a terrible thing. Trump is going to be president. So he's talked about going in and restoring law and order and all this stuff. It's going to be a, I think a bad situation and probably in a lot of ways unconstitutional, the things that he's going to try to implement through his justice department as far as how to fix these things. And so he know- creates a task force that goes into known gain related territories and just take guns from them. Is that what he's planning I, on doing? I don't like, know. How would I you control that? I don't know what he, what he's planning on doing. He's going to send the feds in though. Seems like he's going to send the feds in, but I said, it's going to be something unconstitutional. <laughs> I, you know, and that's why I brought it up. This is perfect for him. It's like, oh, good. Gun violence is up in Chicago. Now I can just go in and do whatever I want because I got a mandate for people that don't go to Chicago. People from Alabama are like, yeah, you better you better fix that. Yeah. It affects me not at all, but... Which it should be fixed. You know what I mean? Something of needs course. to be done about it. It'd be great these people could get help, but not what Trump's going to do. I'm sure it's not going to be good. I'm positive it's not. Kellyanne Conway on Monday said he is not going to release his tax tax returns. She changed it and said after the audit, but they're basically saying he's not going to put his tax How returns. How long out. is this audit going on? For eight years, probably at least minimum. <laughs> for which four, year? You know. For which year was he being audited? From? All of them. <laughs> uh, WikiLeaks, in response to that, hmm. said. Trump's breach of promise over the release of his tax returns is even more gratuitous than Clinton concealing her Goldman Sachs transcripts. Trump counselor Kellyanne Conway stated today that Trump will not release his tax returns. Send them to wikileaks.org org slash. Oh, they think somebody has them? hashtag submit. So we can't. So WikiLeaks is putting it out there. If you have the tax returns, you want to share anybody, them with us, anybody whistle go ahead and we'll put them out, <laughs> which I would bet uh, that those tax returns are going to come out at some point. That's going to be the, I bet you that's going to be the number one downloaded document this year. 
Yeah, I mean, if we, yeah, if they get released, I'd like to see them released. And good. somebody has to have it. And again, this is I talked about this a couple of weeks ago. It's great because WikiLeaks Trump loves WikiLeaks now, yeah, right? Yeah, he was yeah. so happy about it, and you <laughs> know, they're friends. Hannity's talking about Assange, and he loves him. <laughs> He's interviewing. Him. Wait until they release the Trump tax returns, and then I'll be like, nope, they're bad. Not again. they're bad. It's amazing. And Democrats, conversely, who hate Assange and WikiLeaks, because are going to love them. Yeah, now the they're going to. So, okay, but that's my point about WikiLeaks. WikiLeaks is going to be a problem to both sides. Because the truth does not sit well with one side or the other on most issues. Don't you understand all that matters is the direction the wind blows? Yes. Finally, Joey, Shia LaBeouf, who I no. talked about in this podcast, no. he set up this thing, he will not divide dot us. Okay. It's a website that is hosting a 24-hour live stream mm-hmm. outside of a museum in, in New York. I forget exactly but it's set up you could go to the website and you can get more information about it the idea being it started the minute trump took office mm. and it's going to run for every minute that trump is in office and it the idea is to have one person in front of that live stream at all times saying you are not div- he will divide not divide us, us. okay meeting trump now okay it's a little bit of like an art project type of thing whatever but it's kind of interesting to watch because there have been people in front of it and people yeah. talk to the camera there's been some altercations though unfortunately Already? including shia labeouf getting arrested oh, because shallow. these piece of shit neo-nazi people or whatever just trolls individuals show up and they go hitler did nothing wrong oh. or they'll say bullshit and shia labeouf like shoved one out of the way As and assault. then they arrest the child as assault why don't we arrest the nazis that will come if they're the ones doing the pushing yeah so anyway, but that's something to check out. He will not divide a dot us. Okay. Uh, it's an interesting place to go. And I, you know, I'll check in on it once in a while. But anyway, but that's, that's the story. All right. So this wasn't as long as I thought it was going to be, Joey. It's okay. I was prepared for three hours, but no. we're just at about two. What? No, you don't want to do three? Why? It's too much? Yes, it's too much. And we want to focus on what's actually happening. If you go on too long. Yes. No, I understand. Right. You don't want to go crazy. Let me see. Let's just kind of, I'm going to kind of scroll through the news right now, just in case there's anything we might've missed, but whatever, but we'll, you know, we'll talk. Well, I be honest. The thing I'm excited for is next Thursday. We, uh, we get to see who the Supreme court nominee is. Yeah. He tweeted that. Very interesting. Yeah. They're going to be extremely conservative. Uh, Ted Cruz. He's just going to pick Ted Cruz. No, it's not going to be Ted Cruz. Oh, Trump apparently, this is breaking news, I guess. What time is it? (laughs) Trump calls for 20% tax on Mexican imports to pay for the border wall. So his hats. So he's going to put a tariff on his own hats to make America great again. Tequila? I mean, I don't know. What do we import from Mexico? Cars, right? Food, some food. A lot of stuff, right? Okay, so he's going to tax at 20%. Good luck. That's going to pay for the wall. That's going to piss off a lot of the car companies. It's going to piss off a lot of people. Sure. That's not how you do it. it. Okay. Well, all right. So anyway, but whatever. We can get into it more. That's a uh, campaign promise, though. He's doing campaign promises. I don't even care. Okay. <laughs> it's enough. <laughs> uh, it's so hard to put this shit together, man. It's too much stuff. He's a busy boy, and it's only a week. Yeah. And again, that's the point. Like, it's that's what it's designed to do. It's designed to be overwhelming and I can't follow all of it or not, not me, but colloquially we can't follow no, all of it. Uh, that's what he's trying to do. Not a good situation, man. And I, I really like, I don't, I don't take pleasure in being like told you about some of this stuff. I want people that voted for him to come to that conclusion on their own and go, wow, we made a mistake here. How do you rectify the mistake? 
Yeah, well, I don't think they're going to even acknowledge that it was a mistake. I mean, obviously it's too early, fine, but a lot has gone down already. And and we'll see. And once again, facts seemingly are not facts anymore. For, nope. So if people are not on your side, you know, politically. They're lying. Right. But I'm just saying get more people on your side. You You can't. You're not going to be able to really change people's minds at this point, I don't feel like. Unless they're already kind of open-minded and they're sort of seeing, but, you know, but... You have to go for the ones that are setting out. Yeah. Yes. You have to get the people that aren't participating. Get them on board. Because then it doesn't matter. Okay, so Trump got, fi- whatever, 58 million people. Fine, we got 98 million. So what? <laughs> That's how you do it. Yeah. But you're not going to do it by being... D- keeping pro-life people from your women's march. You're yes. not going to do that. You know, you're not going to do it by infighting. And dividing. Yeah. Well, amongst your own party, you have to find a way to all get along there and be like, look, we got to get together for the right thing and identifying the right thing to take us all full circle. The right thing is getting corporate money out of our politics and our elections and our politicians. And that's the only way we're actually going to be really represented. But that's not going to happen for the next four years. Not to mention all the climate change. Yeah. Okay. So whatever. But there's still plenty of time to talk about this stuff. Not to mention when everything becomes more private, which he is trying to do. That's just secret for corporations. Yes, uh, for sure. All right, that's it. Blue Apron, thank you very much for supporting the podcast. Guys, if you want to check out Blue Apron, you can go to blueapron.com slash Samson, S-A-M-P-O-S, nope, S-A-M-P-S-O-N, uh, and you can go on there and you can get three free meals, free delivery, uh, free shipping rather, and that's great. So you can try it out. Let us know. You can tweet me and then I'll uh, you know, let Blue Apron know as well. Mandatory Samson, you can find us on iTunes. Go to soundcloud.com slash mandatory Samson. You can follow us on there. You can leave comments on the episode and we will respond to that and have a little conversation. Uh, you can also email us mandatory Samson. Sorry, I'm tired. Mandatory Samson at gmail.com. And you can also get in touch with us on the social media. I'm at man Samp and Joey is at Joey from Jersey. You can find us on all of those major platforms. <sighs> Keep your heads up. Week two will be better. I don't think it will, but we're just going to keep our eye on it. And that's all we can do. Stay vigilant. Do not be hyperbolic. Try to get more people on the team. And that's all I got to say. We'll talk to you guys next week. This has been a Stand Up Labs production powered by digital media. Subscribe to new and archive episodes wherever you listen to podcasts. And find all of our shows at StandUpLabs.nyc. Stand clear of the closing doors, please. Yeah.